There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Julia and I are batting our long lashes through the radio airwaves right now. You because look we had good. a photo shoot. Yes. With the fabulous Christopher Gray, though, but he has shot us every photo shoot. Since the beginning of time. Yeah. He didn't do the caution tape. He didn't. Minnesota Monthly did that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, our very our first, first billboard. Mm-hmm. 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 But he's been, he's captured us over the years, Julia. We've been here the longest, so he's photographed us and the longest. It's so funny, the difference in the 20 years of our demands. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, mine would be make my eyes look bigger, make our teeth look whiter, make me look thinner, make me look taller. This year, it's like, will you deal with our necks? That is really my will only you, request. You, will you deal with our necks? Would you deal with my hair is flying away, you know, mm-hmm. um, doing a couple other things. Well, but We hadn't done a photo shoot with Grant. We hadn't done no. a photo yeah. shoot probably since 2019. Probably. You know, mm-hmm. and um, it was way, it was probably the year before COVID. Lori, I probably Because it was, was with Donnie yes. and Brooke had to get my Rolling Stone tickets. Oh, remember that? Oh, that's that where was, the journey that began. That's where the journey began. Oh, and yeah. it was for a year in advance or something, wow. which was, it was oh, supposed to be. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, we're wow. feeling... Super pretty today with our, I don't know why, because with my eyelashes, they bat my glasses. Yeah, I don't glow. I got a little makeup on today, so yeah. I don't have my normal ginger glow. You I got don't a little, have your pallor. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it was kind of kind of nice to have that for a hot minute. But yeah, Aww. it was fun today. That was I haven't had my picture taken professionally since my senior photos. Like, yeah, it's so it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was it was really nice. I had a nice shirt, you know, I like dressed up a little bit, which you yeah. guys know I don't do very often around here. So it was really fun. And I, it was Christopher fun. is wonderful. Oh, he's he was, just like a great. Wow. He makes you feel yeah. like you're like you've got a, a million, million dollar smile. Yeah. yeah, he did make me feel good. Yeah, he, absolutely. Even though, you know, you're like a I feel like a dork. You know? I know. Yeah, there's like a the very things. cute picture of you, Lori, and there's one of Bradley, mm-hmm. and there's one of oh, from behind the scenes, someone or Holly and mm-hmm. Grant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a few. I'm on in there. a joint one with you, looking like a goofball. Okay, uh-huh. you look great. You know who looks amazing, and I would say that this uh, monarch, who's a 96 year old, who's been on the throne for 70 years. She's done more uh-huh. in one three day span than the Duchess of Cambridge has done in like, um, you know, a year. Honestly, she's, she's, a, she's a trooper. She showed up at, 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 at the, um, Paddington train mm-hmm. station to yes. unveil, cut the yellow curtain yes. for the Elizabeth line. And the thing that I love the most about Queen Elizabeth, 
She dressed in Paddington bear yellow. Yes. With oh, a blue she flower she got the in assignment. her hat. Oh, yeah. She mm-hmm. looks a little frail, but honestly, that Duchess of Cambridge is the laziest working royal. <laughs> Edward mm-hmm. and Sophie uh, accompanied her. Edward is Queen Elizabeth's okay. uh, youngest and least favorite child, if the... <laughs> Royal rumors are to be believed, but yes. they are not letting, you know, of course, Andrew can't make appearances with her. But <laughs> anyway, would it just kill the Duchess of Cambridge to go? Like, I would love to go to the cutting of the curtain on the Elizabeth line at Paddington Station. It's right there. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just a just it's a, it's a, it's a it's a true observation. you guys. Yeah. Yes, it is. Well, Lori, your picture's nice, and mine should have been cut off at the chest. Oh God! Ah, yeah. That's oh, a yeah. problem with behind the scenes. It's like the confessionals on the <laughs> yeah. Real Housewives. Who wants that out there, though? Really? Yeah. You know who I'm knows? I'm not going to tell people where to look. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Oh my God! But I mean, Edward was with her at the Royal Windsor Horse Show. Uh-huh. But and he was here with her, and she had a cane, and she just looks, uh, you know, Buckingham Palace didn't tell the Royal Rota reporters until this morning. In a happy de- development, Her Majesty the Queen is attending today's event to mark the completion of the Elizabeth line. I love it. But I mean, come on, Duchess of Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Honestly, would it just hurt her? And then you know what hurt me to come into the studio was because a witness. Was taking okay. the stand, all right. and I couldn't. In all, he couldn't recall if he was a reporter or a photographer for the New York Times at the time. Whatever was going to be discussed, oh, no. okay. the, which was twenty eleven. Johnny Depp, and I trial. can't decide if I. Um, there were so many sidebars, Your Honor. Uh, Amber Heard's lawyers that she found on Facebook <laughs> have not been able to pose a question to her for two days straight mm-hmm. without it being objected. To as hearsay mm-hmm. or something else. All I picked up on was that the people who weigh in on court TV were kind of in shock at how Amber inept Amber's attorneys were. Right. It were in getting things out of her. Mm-hmm. Like they were a frustrating part, but then they also said Camille Vasquez, who did the cross examination for mm-hmm. Johnny Depp of Amber Heard, that um she was very abrupt and, you know, how she did it. But they said this is textbook cross-examination. Right, right. All right. Because they're trying to rattle the witness. Yeah. This, this Johnny thing. Depp is going to testify sometime this week. Again. And be cross-examined okay. by Ambers. I mean, we heard video today, you guys. Of but both, it's what... It's, it's just there are no winners no. in this. The no. Law, and And... and and the more stuff that comes out, they both just look like tragic a holes. They really of them. do. Mm-hmm. And um, and I do not like that Amber gets booed every morning when no. she gets to court. No, it's not okay. And he gets cheered. I mean, I don't know. I, I there's not. It, this isn't a sides thing. I think that they were a terrible. They were a terrible couple. Terrible couple, and both of them. Um, Played a special part of making their lives hell. Mm-hmm. They really did. Yeah, Johnny appeared to have just been in a Loaded wasted state for, for many years, yep. and and she has proven herself to be, you know, someone who will fight back. 
um, or fight it, or fight or start mm-hmm. the fight. Not afraid to do that. Right. So there's no liking anything mm-hmm. about it. But yet at the same time, I find myself uh, watching. I know endlessly. I know and becoming. You know, and we're glad you consumed. do. We're glad you do because. I want to watch it, and I know if I did, I wouldn't stop, so I can just talk to you it's, about it, and you give me everything yeah, I need it's to know. For people, you know, who have time off right now, maybe home with COVID or something, oh it's, my gosh, it's, it's like a soap opera. It is yeah. like a soap opera, mm-hmm. and she might have to, um, she might, the London High Court is weighing perjury charges against her because she testified in that libel suit that Johnny Depp uh, brought against the uh, Sun yes, or Daily for, Mail, yep. whoever it was about calling him a wife beater, she said that she donated the $7 million to the... Yes, so the high court is... um, Oh, gosh, did that just happen, That Well, yesterday when she said, I did not give any of the money... Um, and, and Johnny Depp's attorney said, you, you said that you were giving three and a half million to Mm -hmm. the ACLU and three and a half to Children's Hospital in LA or something. She said, well, Johnny sued me. Um, so I had to hang on to the money. And Camilla Vasquez says, you had that money 13 months before, um, Mm -hmm. anything happened. And the other big thing is that. And you testified. testified that 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 way. That you don't. So now the high court, she might have more legal problems down the road. It's just a mess, it's and a mess everybody's and talking in in circles, and they play these audio sound bites, and the way they used to talk to They're each horrible. other was just And this is horrible. why you don't want any recording devices in your house ever for your very worst moment, which many of us but don't again, ever But again, who would ever record ever. that? Ever. Who would record that? You ever. know. Yeah, yeah. But like you, you know. Record it's people. You, your phones are listening. Yeah, but you record things. Like, I remember one time with a girlfriend who could not seem to grasp like how wasted she got. Ah. Oh, gross. And I said, let me tape, tape you. you. Gross. So you can see. Uh-huh. I'm mouthing names to Lori right yeah. now for friends. And, and you can <laughs> see. And she's like, okay, I think I need to see that. Oh. Well, sometimes you need a different lens, yeah, you right? Do. Yeah. So you anyway, do. hearing these videos, Johnny showed a little bit more emotion today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just I'm uncomfortable, but I'm comfortable watching it at the All same right, so time. So there's your update. There's your there update. It is. Anything else happens, we'll it's, let you it's know. It's happening, but yeah, Johnny, I think is happening tomorrow mm-hmm. is going to be on the thing. And the big oh, and then you know, she blamed the poo on the dog. Yeah. That was yes. the other takeaway from that was today. All right. Mm-hmm. All right listen. Well, you're all caught up. Uh, you're all caught up. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't have to watch all the yeah, stuff that I read. Right? Okay, listen, when we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Well, I am so excited about to tell what? you about a show that is coming that is right up all of our alleys. Okay? Even Grant's alley? Oh, I don't know we don't know your alley yet. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think <laughs> this will be, but it's Lights, okay. Camera, Fashion. Oh, okay, fantastic. Yeah. And it's a show that's going to be on TCM. It's a limited series. Mm-hmm. It's going to be done in June and July. Um, and it'll air on TCM on June 4th, and then it'll the episodes will drop starting June 17th on HBO Max. Okay. And what it is, is it's... Um, it's it's in collaboration with the Mets new exhibition, which you were telling us about yes. in America, an anthology of fashion. Yes. Which the show, um, Follow the Thread, will explore how costume has shaped contemporary 
fashion across movies like Sabrina, Bonnie and Clyde, oh, Jackie right. Brown, music, on and on and on and on. Sure. Okay, and so for that right there, Clueless. we're going to love it. And um, um, so the the Met <laughs> has the collaborated fashions. with yes. T- TCM on okay. this, and they had the. I don't know what episode. There's no audio released yet because June okay. 4th is not right around the corner. It is a couple weeks around the it corner. Is. But um, Bob Mackey sat down. And, uh, of course, they had to ask Bob Mackey, the, okay. the woman who's the host for this. I can't think of her name right now. Let me find it. Linda She's, something, I feel like. Uh, Alicia Malone. Oh, so close. And she'll have Linda special. Lisa's cousin. I think we had Alicia on our uh, um, show once. She wrote a book called The Female Gaze. It was, uh, like, maybe 10 years ago. I just always have to see the cover. Yeah. Anyway, so um, it's going to be about 60 movies that they followed the thread on. Okay. And she sat down with Bob Mackey because, of course, Bob Mackey, he has, uh, I mean, well, just for the Met Gala, for instance, Kim Kardashian wore Marilyn Monroe's dress, the high I'm screwing the president dress. Um, yes. Uh, and Ripley's owns the dress for some reason. Yes. And Kim Kardashian got to word. So Alicia asked Bob Mackey, patron saint of drag queens everywhere, what he thought of it. And he's designed, of course, Cher and Carol Burnett and Anne Margaret. And yeah, many yeah. of his things are have ended up in movies. And he um he you know weighed in on it and he he was not a fan of the rigid silicone sexiness of Miss Kim Kardashian um, because his connection to that Marilyn Monroe dress is just to remind people he was a young 23-year-old fashion, um, you know, learning all the yeah, business drawing, drawing yes. and stuff. And he did this sketch for the original dress Got under it. the guidance of designer Jean-Louis. 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 And he is not happy. He said, I thought it was a big mistake. Mm -hmm. Marilyn was a goddess. A crazy goddess, but a goddess. She was just fabulous. Nobody photographs like that. And that dress was done for her. It was designed for her. Nobody else should have been seen in that dress. Right. And then... Alicia Malone, who's the host of Under the Thread, agreed mm-hmm. with him because she said these outfits, like if this had been, if the Met had let somebody wear it, that curate, that they would have been fired. She basically calls out Ripley's for okay. not having a museum sensibility when it came. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. To that dress, it was quite alarming that she was able to wear it. I personally wish she wore a replica of that instead of the real thing. Mm-hmm. And she just wore it for a minute and she had to wear that broke broke ass rug thing around her bottom because it didn't even uh, but it didn't even zip up 
So they're just calling him out and saying, this is, this is. It's an History. iconic this dress. This is iconic. Why would made you let for somebody? Wear why it? would you let someone else wear it? He's, and Ripley did it. It was a money grab. It was a it was a money, money grab. Yes. Now people know about the dress. And they people hadn't had, known about it. And people had been calling Bob because he did do the original sketch. So yes. his name was everywhere after she wore it. And um, I mean, I don't know. Kim found a way to, you know, she'll just find another way to defile another famous gown but i don't know that anyone will else will let her besides ripley's defiled (laughs) that dress is no longer you know what they should have just done an homage to the maryland's dress in kim's skin color because one of the things that was so why we call this dress the hi i'm screwing your husband dress and is when marilyn came out it, it looked like she was naked with sparkling with sparkling because all over her body. the dress matched her skin tone sure. kim is armenian her skin mm-hmm. tone is a little darker she tried to blonde her hair make it be blonde right. in one day and that didn't quite work right. then it didn't fit over her you know hams mm-hmm. in the back you know, whatever she's got going on. So then she had to do, I mean, she could have just worn that because she wore it and it was terrifying watching her walk up the steps because she could barely, I felt, I feared that the haunches, her thighs were going to send you're the sparkles so flying. Funny, Lori, you're so funny. It's all right. So he's weighed in. So now we know. And it's going to be uh, probably on, you know, this uh, show. Um, follow yes. the thread because which I love the name of it. Which isn't that I love, great? I think it's going to be fantastic. I love this the hi- art history of fashion in American film. I love it. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, so I I think that I am more wondering if we are all going to be turning to high um, gloves now when we go to the beach based on her swimsuit. Um, Sports Illustrated cover where she's wearing the gloves all the way up her arm. Which you don't even notice because they're skin tone, which is what she should have done with her homage to I'm screwing your husband dress. She got away with it. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, you can't even tell. You wouldn't even know that they were gloves unless you pointed it out. I know. Right? They're sunscreen gloves, Lori. Oh, there you go. They've got a purpose. They do. (laughs) Lovely. (laughs) Anyway, follow the thread. Oh, my gosh. Is the name of the show. We have an amazing author with us when we come back. Grant, what's happening with the traffic? Well, let's take a look and see here before we get to Low J Book Club, which we do have a great author coming up here. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're getting a hold of Jennifer Weiner. And I think, how many years in a row have we talked to Jennifer Oh, for so many. I mean, she's like the queen of the summer read. She and Ellen Hildebrand. Yeah. And we talked to her last year. She's a New York Times bestselling author, 19 books. I think last summer we talked about her book called That Summer. Yes. And um, Mrs. Everything, we had good and bad, but she's got a new book out. And I was... uh, Lucky enough to get um, an advanced reading copy from Chapter 2 Books mm-hmm. before I went to Hawaii. And so I got to read The Summer Place um, on that trip. And it was so good. I took a picture I know of you the did. book you and s- I tweeted her and I said, I read this in a day. And she's very active on Twitter. Yes. And um, I just said, I just loved, loved, loved this book. And... You know, um, anyway, and then, you know, 
I think when I when you get to the acknowledgement, the end of the book, and you yeah. find out the story about when Jennifer was writing this book, that adds this whole other. But she just has written a great uh, character by the name of Veronica, who's basically the grand mare, if you will, yes. of the summer place, this intoxicating beach house. Oh my which I gosh! Just, it's like a, it's a love letter to the Outer Cape. I feel like I've read a lot of you know these books set there lately. Um, I know Elin, of course, is always her new one. The Nantucket uh, they're Hotel. Nantucket, yeah. They're always there, but I, I love this is. I love Cape visiting Cod. a lake home. Yeah, yeah this is I love Cape it. Yeah. I really could like. She's just such a vivid writer mm-hmm. that I could like smell the. Smell the ocean and smell the beach and smell the ocean. The outfit and it's it's just a really, it's it's a good book. So anyway, we don't know where she is right now. We don't, and we've confirmed it, and we've chatted twice today. So it it'll all work out. Whatever's going to happen is going back to fashion. Yeah, there's a woman in Wisconsin who says she owns the gingham blue and white Dorothy dress that's supposed to be sold at auction next week. And we're talking from Wizard of Oz. Yes. So tell everyone the story because this dress was given to her back in 1973. It was given to the professor back in 1973 and when he died, the Catholic University of America took ownership of it. However, the niece of that professor is claiming she is the rightful owner. She's the living heir. The university claims the teacher couldn't take gifts as personal property as part of his vows to become a priest. And so now this dress, which is worth more than a million dollars, is uh, might not be sold right. next week. Grant, I just Do said we have Jennifer. Jennifer. Yes, we have Jennifer Yay! here now. All right, Jennifer. Hello. Hello. Yep. Hi. Hello. Hi. How's the book tour going? Um, it's going really well. It's um. <laughs> That's my publicist trying to call me. I've I know. To stop, I'm going to send her a note uh, and say we're good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yes. All set. No, the the book tour is terrific. I'm I'm having a ball and just excited to talk to you guys. Well, we. I mean, I'm telling you, we, we love fans. your books anyway, Jennifer. We just love them, love them, love them. But the the summer place, which I got to read an advanced copy of in March, I it, it fell in love. You're so funny. I got to read an advanced I copy. I did get it. We read had them in March I, too. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I did get to read it, and I felt like um, I just loved Veronica. I guess that's really yeah. where I fell in love with the book. And I would say that she's, even though you know the summer place has many stories, but Veronica is really a special character that you've written. Thank you. Really and truly. So give everyone yeah, yeah. The, the setup yes. of the summer place because you've packed in a lot of story in your twisty novel. Yeah. So this, the summer place is the story of three generations of a family. They're coming out of this COVID period that we've all been through. They're edging their way back out into the world and they're getting ready for a wedding. And I always remember something my therapist told me many years ago, which is that at things like weddings or funerals or graduations, big family events where you hope that people are going to be the best versions (laughs) of themselves. Uh And what happens, what happens is they show up as the most intense versions of whoever they are. Mm -hmm. So instead of changing, they're just going to become more intensely 
who they are for better or worse. And so I just threw all these people into my cauldron and let them be intensely themselves as this wedding approaches. And they've all got secrets that they're keeping and they're all just trying to, trying to figure out their lives the way we all are. And it's three different generations of family and then coming together for the wedding. Veronica's the grandmother, I guess you could say. And she lives in the house and, the Outer Banks of Cape Cod, which just, you know, the setting and you know, the picture that you painted, boy, you're like, Cape Cod should pay you. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, but yeah, I'm, Cape Cod is one of my favorite places, and I wanted people to feel like the Cape, and especially this beach house, which <laughs> ends up being its own character. Yes. I wanted I wanted people to feel that place really intensely because, you know, a lot of us haven't been able to travel or yeah. go anywhere lately. So the idea that even in your imagination, you could be at this place that's so beautiful and wild and free um, was a gift I wanted to give readers. You really, mm-hmm. you it's really lovely. do in, in your book. I mean, you could smell it. I mean, it just, it, you're just like... Um, I don't know what happened as you were writing this book in the dark days of COVID, but I think this might be your best book that you've ever written, and you've written so many good ones. I don't even know how to say that, that is, to you. That is so kind of you. I, You guys know, because we talked about it last time, my mom died last yeah. May. Um, she died on Mother's Day, oh. which you really have to respect the timing yes. of that. But, um, you know, I... I was thinking about her when I wrote this book. I was thinking about the things that she loved to do and the gifts that she gave to me and mm-hmm. to my daughters and how much she loved the water and the beach and, and swimming and being in Cape Cod. And also the idea that you can be in middle age, you can be in your 50s or your 60s or your 70s and still very much be a main character. And I really <laughs> liked that about Veronica. She's a grandmother. She's a mother. She's a widow. So she's been a wife, but she's very much her own person mm-hmm. as well. And she's still at her age trying to figure it all out. And you said something, I think I was listening to some Good Morning America interview um, that you just did, and you said something about becoming the matriarch and trying, how do we relocate ourselves? In, yes. I yes. love I love that, because it's not reinvent. I just kind of love the way you frame that about relocating who we are as women, besides the mom, yeah. the wife, mm-hmm. the sister, the daughter, yeah. the the worker, whatever it is. I just I kind of just love that word about relocating um and just kind of honing in on what you really love. Yeah, I because it's not a reinvention. All the parts are there already. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of stepping into the next phase of things, I guess is how I think about it. And It's been interesting for me to realize that now I'm the one hosting the holidays Mm -hmm. and I'm the one with all of the family photo albums and I'm the one who sort of keeps the memories. And I I think for Generation X women, for, for women of my generation, the idea that like you've got aging parents on one side, you've got kids who are growing up and, and maybe moving out and moving on on the other side. And I think for a lot of us, there's this moment of reckoning and this moment of like, where am I now and, and who am I now? Mm-hmm. 
I so can relate. Yeah, and yeah. I, but I do like reading the summer plays. I mean, you have just written such a inspiration with Veronica, who you know is parts of your mom. She was just so made. I think every story come to life because you are telling a few different stories, and there's secrets and sacrifices and forgiveness and. We're talking with Jennifer Weiner. The book is The Summer Place, and it is belongs on your book uh, list to read. Um, Jennifer, can we ask you, do you have any say in who does the audio of your book? I actually lobbied very hard for Sutton Foster to read this book because she did such an amazing job with that summer last year. Yes. And she's she's just phenomenal. And she's also, you know, she's a mom. She's got a five-year-old. She obviously has a very big career that right. she's handling. Um, and, and she's been through, like I have, the death of a mother, um, which you can read about in mm-hmm. Sutton's book, which is called Hooked. And it's all about how crafting kind of saved her life during different points of it. But I, I think she really identified with this material mm-hmm. and she was just the perfect narrator for this book. Yeah, that's exciting. And yeah. I just I I think women are going to love reading oh. this sitting on the beach and your cover art is fantastic by the way. Thanks. We, yeah, I, we, I'm so happy they're finally putting like fuller figured women on my book. Mm-hmm. That took a long time to happen. It's, but I mean, we judge book by the cover, and it's just a fun, happy. But cover. but it is true. You don't yes. usually see a woman with voluptuous thighs on mm-hmm. a novel. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I, I was. Um, I mean, my goodness. I as hard as I lobbied for Sutton, I think I lobbied even harder for those for those rolls in those curves. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's I, it's very voluptuous yeah. and curvy, and I like. She, it, she looks like lots of women we know. If we not are not well, already her. It was it was hilarious because one of the things my my publicist asked me to do was actually get like a purple floaty and recreate the cover myself. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to post the picture on social media soon. But like I had a black bathing suit. I had a white sun hat. Yeah, it was really easy to do. And like my husband took all these pictures and I just like nailed it. And I, I don't think there's a lot of book covers that I could have actually like recreated that right. easily. We're gonna and it re- really made. Yeah, we're going to recreate this at Julia's cabin, and we'll hashtag it the summer place, and we'll each do this pose. <laughs> Please do. You should start Please get do. a little little thing of women doing this, Jennifer. After they've well, um, that's that's the plan. Okay, I think good. once the book's been out a little while and people have had time to read it, right. because I think it's it's just so fun to be able to like. See yourself that way in in popular culture. Yeah. Oh, you know, Jennifer. All right. So, nineteen books, eleven over eleven million copies sold. The book is the summer place. How how do you deal with all your amazing success? And then we'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> how do you stay grounded, hon? <laughs> I have a fourteen year old. Okay, so there you she go. She keeps me very humble. She keeps me extremely humble. She is completely unimpressed with me and just thinks that everyone should be talking to her, which I have to say, she's she's kind of more interesting than I am at this point. So I, I fully endorse 
Phoebe's view of things. Well, I hope Nancy Myers options the summer place. And even though um, Veronica isn't quite this age, but I'd like Grace uh, Jane Fonda to play Veronica in the movie version of this. That would be wonderful. Wouldn't oh, that? My goodness, from your mouth to God's ear. Right, you just Jennifer. write wonderful books. You've got another hit, The Summer Place. Jennifer um, Weiner, thank you so much. And we will look forward to talking to you again soon. Before you go, the last great book you read. The last great book I read was The Plot by Jean Hanf Korolitz. Um, it's actually not the greatest, the, the last book I've read, but it's the first one that comes to mind. Okay. So I highly recommend it. It's a thriller set in the literary world, and it's called Ooh. The Plot. Oh, I love it. All right, thank you. Thank All you, right. Jennifer. Thank you thank so you guys much, so Jennifer. Much. Okay, and we have, yeah, have a great day, you guys. You too. And we've got two copies. Um, if you haven't won anything for a while from us, give us a buzz at 651 641 We do have Diane and Tanya who are very, very excited. And, to and you know, Jennifer, she, she's, I love her. she's written so many novels and she's still so young. Oh, I mean, I really, she had great success early on and I think they've made some of her books into movies and um, she turns one out every summer, you know? You know what? This one was really sentimental for me. You said that. And it's because Veronica... The, 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 the grand mayor of the family. Yes. You find out right away at the beginning of the book that she has a cancer diagnosis. And I think I started reading this book like the day I found out about my dad. Oh, geez. But not in in the sense that, you know, Veronica is very practical about it because she is like in her, she might be 77 uh -huh. or 78, something like that. Yeah. So people do get more practical Probably about age 75 or that, so. Like, if, you if get this to, is my diagnosis, here's what's going to happen. Yeah, whatever, you know? you know. And so that was just sort of my dad. So in that way, but I mean, it just is. I just loved it. I, I, I devoured it in a day. Oh, you bragger. I know. such a reading <laughs> bragger. Honest I know to Pete. I know. Honest okay. to Pete. I'm about halfway through and I'm loving it. But I do love things that are set at a cabin or an oceanfront home. I don't know why that setting just by well, water it does something for me. Speaking of ocean, okay, you know, I don't know if you made your eyes look at any of the, you know, people or the Daily Mail or TMZ or Page Six, but there was Leonardo DiCaprio. I did. Um, maybe over the weekend. Walking with his girlfriend of four years, who's just one month away from turning 25, which no, means... No, she's 27, Lori. No, no, no. Camila Maroney she... is not 27 yet. You are... Well, they're saying the wrong age then in the story. No, no, no. Your your eyes are not working right. Her 25th birthday is June 16th. Oh, dear. The Leonardo girlfriend experience, you know, ends at 25, but Camille... Camilla, I'll call it Camilla. You know, they started dating when they, she was 20. That just feels more familiar. In the spring the of 2018. Okay. She was 20. Okay. And he and, was 40 something. Yes. And they made it through the pandemic. And okay. he let her, they fostered and adopted puppies. Wow. And those puppies are their dogs now. Okay. They live together. She's now lasted, uh, been the most serious relationship since Bar Raffaele and Giselle Bunchen. Both, both of them. Both of them. Both of the models. Mm -hmm. Well, I think Giselle was like five years. Oh, yeah. That was a long one. But she's going to be I 25. Looked, when I looked at the photos 
and at the they're ocean. in coastal grandmother chic or whatever you call it. Lori, this is an okay. hysterical line. Okay. Um, I, I love it. But the fact that she's turning 25 and the fact that he kisses her forehead and she's flailing her arms around probably because he's explaining to her that things are coming to an end. You're so mean. And I would have thought he would have so... broken up before Khan, but maybe he's not going to get to Khan to the film festival until the second week. Why? Does he have something there? Oh, Leo. He usually shows up for the second week to go oh. to all the jewelry parties and okay. yacht parties and... Oh, Ogle, who's next? You know? I, I, all right, so let's bet on this because I think this one's going to last. Oh, no. Past your 25th. That's, I'm, I'm just saying it. Listen. It's my, it's my best. Listen, look at the photo, you guys. Well, I don't think we posted this or anything, but I mean, that is coastal grandmother chic, okay, which, that which she's wearing. Oh. Okay, and then he kissed her on the forehead, what? which everybody knows what does that, that mean? the forehead kiss is very. Paternal, fatherly, you're moving in another direction. It's not the full mouth kiss. It's the, don't worry. I mean, they've been together now for years. She's making a gesture with her hand. Why won't you put a ring on it? He's Italian. Yes. Oh, you're so funny. They've been dating for a long time, and I just, I got vibes. Funny. I got vibes. All right. There you go. I got vibes, and um, they're deep in conversation, talking, not talking, and then he kisses her forehead. Oh dear. <laughs> oh. Okay, Grant. I mean, he's never. Grant, are you? I mean, he's I never dated a woman I over twenty-five. He's I never I kiss, dated a woman over twenty-five. I like, I like a forehead kiss. Yeah. I think it's sweet. I, it it is. It is, but it is also a way to kiss off somebody gently into the oh. good night. Oh, this is honestly. how you break up with somebody. You kiss them on the forehead. Is that it? Well, then I, I, then I, I don't someone, know. Lily and I are set for something real quick here. I don't I know what's going to Yeah, but you kiss someone on the forehead in public like that. It is just. It oh, is in a, public. Yeah, it, that's weird. Yeah. It's, it's a signal, Julia. And uh, if nothing else, he's told Toby McGuire when the photos come out, make sure I look at them and I remember what I said to Camilla. Because he wants to go to Khan next week free. And clear. Toby McGuire, McGuire does. And and so does Leo. Oh, you're so Or maybe funny. he was just explaining to her why she can't go to the Cannes Film Festival. Okay. There, okay. There. okay maybe so she funny. was ex- explaining that, but she's now had her suspicions because it's a boys trip every year and she knows it's loaded with young yeah, women. Yachters, yeah, yachters, the ladies, the yacht ladies. Yeah, the yacht ladies, the, the young yacht. ladies that are under 21. That's That's Leo's area. That's what he likes, you know? Oh, my gosh. I'm just saying. Seriously, so all you forehead kissers. Well, listen, in public, yeah, Casey, I'm not, I don't have a problem with it. I have a problem with Leo kissing the forehead of a girlfriend who's coming to the end of the Leo experience. (laughs) And so that's your prediction? Oh, yeah, it's just, yeah. Is it just a matter of time? It is just a matter of time. Or a matter of months in your case. Well, it should be a matter of 30 days. (laughs) (laughs) Could be a matter of six days.